Hi there, and thank you for tuning in to The Social Circus, where every week we dive into a variety of topics covering social media, mindset, and how to run your business. I hope that you enjoy today's episode. Hello there, and welcome to episode 53 of The Social Circus. I am your host, Sarah Thompson, and this week I'm doing a solo episode where I'm going to be talking all things ChatGPT. Now, ChatGPT is an AI program that has taken the world by storm. And I'm sure that many of us are now watching our Facebook news feeds full of ads of people advertising ChatGPT, how to use it, why we should use it, and what is it going to do to the world. So I thought it was a great opportunity for me to share some knowledge with you on this product, um, what it's going to mean for our businesses, and what and how we can use it moving forward. So let's talk about why ChatGPT has been so huge in terms of kind of becoming so popular. And there's one very simple reason for this. So it is free, <laughs> okay? So uh, we have had um, AI or artificial intelligence um, to help us as a business tool, particularly with content writing for a couple of years now. So you may have seen tools like Jasper AI, um, there's quite a few of them around. Um, I had tried some of them out over 12 months ago and they seemed quite good, but the problem was they were quite expensive. And so you have to be quite committed to using them and getting value from them if you're going to be paying a monthly subscription fee. And I think that made it quite prohibitive or quite a strong barrier to entry for many of us considering using them in our business. So that was really what had held it back. And when ChatGPT was launched in late 2022, it was launched as a free product. And I think people were so excited by the fact that, hey, I can actually try this tool out. I don't need to be spending money on it. And I can see how it works and how effective it will be before I decide if I want to commit to it. And what that did is it gave it a massive uptake and it meant that people could try it and go, yes, I love it and no, or no, I don't really get it or I'm not really sure how to use it. Um, ChatGPT4 has um, been launched and that has a paid service in it of which I have subscribed to and I'm sort of testing that out at the moment to see what value that brings to it. But let's talk about artificial intelligence and why, why and how we have been using it. And I think um, if you're of my vintage, um, you will know that artificial intelligence is something as a concept that we grew up with. I am a massive, um, I love science fiction, I love dystopian Futurama kind of um, TV, movies, that kind of thing. When The Terminator came out, I was obsessed with that as a teenager. And um, I still love it to this day. I made my kids watch it. It's dated badly, I will say. Um, and when we look at that and we look at Skynet and what AI did, so basically we created an AI and it destroyed humanity. And I think that's what a lot of us imagine AI to have been. Um, and that's because as human beings, we're so massively destructive ourselves that we imagine that anything that we create would also be destructive. But um, obviously AI has become a massive part of our lives now and it has crept in without us even realizing it. So we all use AI every single day and we use it on this little bad boy device that we carry around with us, our smartphones. So when you speak to your smartphone and you give it that voice command, <laughs> I should have turned my phone on silent before I did this because if I say it, I'm on a Mac, it'll trigger everything if I ask Siri to do something for me. But when we ask our AI or our Google AI and our home, all of the Google Nest, the Apple Nest, all those kind of things, that is AI helping us and supporting us. So 
We use it all the time and we probably haven't really considered the fact that that is an AI tool that we are constantly using in our lives all of the time. And when ChatGPT and these other content AIs came out, I think we all thought, whoa, where has this come from? And actually, AI has been infiltrating our lives in quite sort of subtle ways very, very heavily. And when we look at things like our phones, it does so many things. We've also seen AI in use um, digitally across lots of different things, having things like chatbots on our website that can do responders, things like that. AI is everywhere, but the kind of mass appeal of chat GPT is definitely going to have a huge impact on so many aspects of our society. Now, I'm not going to um, spend today's podcast talking about that, but from what I can see, the way in which we educate our children, the way in which we offer services across the spectrum in society is going to change. And um, here's what I think is um, going to be really, really interesting. So I've completed my master's degree um, about two years ago now. And when I was at university, a lot of what we do is, um, particularly in postgraduate, is research-based. It is takes us time to the way in which we do research. And to be fair, that has changed so much. So I did my undergraduate degree, which I did in marketing and commerce, actually last century, hilariously, I graduated in 1995. And um, in those days, the olden days, we would go to the library if we were researching a topic. Um, and what we would do is we would go flick through some cards and we would find a journal article. We would then walk over to that level on the library, we would look up the journal article, find the journal, and tragically, often some horrible person had ripped out that article so they could keep it for themselves. I don't know what I used to spend on photocopying in my undergraduate degree, but you would photocopy everything. Research was a really time-consuming task. Um, I've done a postgraduate since then, and when I came back and did my master's, which I started about five years ago, I was so excited by how easy research was now. So pretty much everything that has been published in a journal article anywhere in the world is now available through universities, through their library databases. And so that means that you can search and find any article, you can scan and read it and then incorporate it into your research, into your dissertations, your essays, all of those kind of things. So the way in which we study as students at higher education has already evolved. And I've seen that for myself over the 20 years since I did my undergraduate to my postgraduate. So it will evolve. And what ChatGPT and these AI are going to do is make it evolve again, because we now can't rely on students not using ChatGPT, which is, I don't know where it sits in terms of plagiarism or collusion or something, but we now can't rely on students having to do any research, which I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing because universities and postgraduate institutions are going to have to work out how do we incorporate these tools just like we incorporated digital databases into our learning programs. So they have a massive challenge ahead of them and I guess they will have to work out what that looks like. I imagine for and both of my sons are high school students currently, they've been warned really heavily that they won't be allowed to use AI to write things. And my comment to my sons is they will never know. Um, and if teachers think that they can pick up AI written content, they're kidding themselves because there are already tools out there available on the internet, both free and paid, that allow us to take AI generated content, run it through your system and essentially clean it so it doesn't look like AI generated content. So there is almost no way a teacher can pick up if you have used AI to write something. So their challenge again is how do we teach students 
to use AI to help their learning. And what we really want to focus in on is student comprehension rather than rote learning. So that's going to be a massive implication for all of our schools, our universities, our higher education systems. Now, what does that mean in terms of the broader society? It means huge things. So when you go and see your GP and say, I've got the following symptoms, A, B and C, um, you could have an AI pre-screen you before you went to your GP and said, here's a list of possible things. You can input all of your own personal history. Um, you can input your family history, your age, your weight, all of those other things that have an impact on your health. And you could get a pre-diagnosis, which would then be qualified by your GP. And we all know in Australia in particular how much pressure our public health system is under and how much pressure our GPs are under and how little time we spend with them. So I think that there are exciting times ahead for us because I think AI is going to improve the quality of service and care that we get. Um, when we do things like ring Telstra, which horrifically I've had to do this week, um, I spent so long and can I tell you, all I wanted to do was request that I had a paperless bill because I'm sick of getting paper. I feel like it's a waste of time, it's a waste of money, it's a waste of a tree. And it took me an hour and at the end of that hour, I still haven't been able to do that. With an AI, if I could have spoken to a bot on a, their website and said, this is what I want to do, it should have been a two minute task for that bot to be able to go and auto do that task for me. So in places that rely heavily on um, using help desks and massive customer service centers, those are going to be transformed by AI. And so the future is going to, AI is not going to just impact us as business owners. It's going to be really far reaching into our society. So the question you want to ask yourself is, will I still have a job? And if I do, how can I make my life easier using AI? So here's some of the industries I think are going to be under a lot of pressure when it comes to AI. The most obvious one is copywriters, content creators, and social media managers, because we can use AI to generate all of that kind of thing. So if that is you sitting there right now listening and you just took a big gulp, your task is exactly the same as what happened to graphic designers when Canva was created. You have to evolve your business and work out how you can incorporate this amazing tool into your business. So here's what we know are the limitations of AI currently. Okay. One of the limitations is that whilst it draws on, and I think ChatGPT draws on 4 billion data points across the internet. So it gets all of that data point and it curates it to give you an answer. It does not fact check information for you. And we all know the internet is full of false information. So as a, as a copywriter, if a client asks you to write blogs, for example, AI can generate blogs in a heartbeat. It is so easy for it to do it. It will not fact check things for you. So your job will become more of a researcher to fact check content that has been generated by, by AI. The other current limitation of particularly chat GPT, which I think we will see them close that gap is that the data is currently about 12 months out of date. So it doesn't have the most current data on the internet. I do think that um, OpenAI, which is the company that owns ChatGPT, will change this. And I think that we'll see that evolution come forward quite quickly to say it currently now scrapes the internet up until like yesterday. So if I was to ask ChatGPT, tell me how I can improve my Instagram reach and engagement the data is 12 months out of date and therefore it's useless and irrelevant. So if you were again, a copywriter, that fact checking is important. Having current data and current knowledge is really, really important. The other thing that you want to help your audience do 
is you can move more into a coaching role because ChatGPT works its best when you put accurate prompts into it. So this means you say to it, um, please use a friendly tone, please use an Australian tone, please use informal language. And if a client doesn't know how to use ChatGPT, it is garbage in, garbage out because it will spit out um, a blog, for example, that just sounds generic. It doesn't sound like their tone, their voice. It doesn't sound like the language that they would use. So there is definitely lots of opportunity to coach people on how to get the most from ChatGPT. There's a big opportunity there. Now, just I'm going to dial back a little bit and talk about why ChatGPT was a free and has a free version. And it's my thoughts that it will be like Canva moving forward. There'll be a free version that you can use and there'll be the pro version, which I've subscribed to. Um, and I suspect they'll always retain a free version, which I think is really great because a lot of people will want to try it out and may not get the value from having that subscription like I've, I've, I've taken up. So the reason it was free is because it has some very, very big investors behind it. So people like Elon Musk have invested in OpenAI, the company behind ChatGPT. Microsoft is one of their biggest investors. They have thrown billions of dollars at that company. Now, why did Microsoft do that um, is a really good question. Microsoft used to be part of one of the big five tech giants globally. Um, and they used to talk about the big five and then they dropped Microsoft and they talked about the big four. And the reason for that was simple. Microsoft doesn't collect people's data and the value of a company like a social media company like Meta or Google or Amazon or Apple, which is the big four currently, is that they collect people's data and that data has immense value because it allows us as advertisers to target people. So Microsoft was falling behind and they would have been very conscious of that, that they um, have they have a subscription model, which is really great. Um, but one of their products, which has been a dog from day one, is Bing. Bing is a search tool that Microsoft created to compete with Google. And everybody knows that Google is the, like, you know, the search engine that we all use. And I think the only people that use Bing are people like my mum, who are boomers, who buy a laptop and it comes with Microsoft installed in it. And therefore, Bing is a default search engine and I don't know how to change it. I don't believe people are using Bing as a preferred search tool. I just don't. Um, it currently has less than 10% of the search market. Now, from Microsoft's perspective, because they are falling behind, their, their push is to innovate and do something differently. So they have, they have already done this and it's going to continue to be rolled out. They have taken ChatGPT and rolled it into their Bing search engine. Now, this is going to have massive ramifications for us and our businesses, particularly when it comes to SEO search engine optimization. Because when I go to Google and I say to Google, tell me, um, tell me how I can improve my Instagram engagement. So that was a question I asked before. It will give me a bunch of websites and I will have to trawl through those websites to find the answer. Okay. It's cumbersome. And we've all had that where we're like, gosh, I just want to know the answer. So what Microsoft are doing with Bing and ChatGPT is they are integrating it. So when I put that question into Bing and I've got that ChatGPT integration, it will then give me a ChatGPT reply saying the top 10 ways to increase the Instagram engagement are this. I don't have to go to anyone's website. I don't have to trawl through content. The answer sits in front of me plain and simple. So from an SEO perspective, it is all going to change. 
like the next one to two years are going to see massive changes in SEO because if I can get the answer without visiting any website, is there any value in my business investing in SEO like as a paid service so that my website ranks higher if nobody's visiting anyone's website? So this is going to really change how we do business, particularly again for SEO companies that offer that as a service. Um, I still believe SEO has a big role to play, particularly if you are a local business where people are looking for, I'm looking for a plumber in my suburb, okay? Um, I don't think ChatGPT is going to replace that. I think SEO and Google ads and things like that are still going to be important. But for someone like my business where people, my blog con content might have been what gave people the answer, that's not going to be as relevant moving forward. So I do want you to keep that in mind. If you're considering investing in SEO and you don't have a local based business, ask yourself, could I wait six months and see what happens with AI? We do know that Google have just launched their own AI to compete with ChatGPT because they have seen the massive changes and because they know people rely on Google, they, people invest around Google, including Google ads. So they have to now reconsider their very strong business model just took a massive hit. And they have to work out how are they going to counter this so they have introduced their own AI. And again, I think we're going to be in for some very interesting times ahead in terms of how this evolves. So lots happening in the world globally, lots happening in terms of our business world in terms of specific industries. But I now want to just talk very briefly about you as a business owner and how you can use ChatGPT and AI in your business. Now, there are so many applications for it, I can't even begin to scratch the surface. But what I will say is this, every time you go to write, ChatGPT can help you. So I had a client ask me a little while ago for a refund on a course because they had changed their mind. And they had a really sad story behind their change of mind, but ultimately it was a change of mind. Now I can be, and it mainly stems from the fact that I'm super busy and I'm also not a very patient person, um, I can be really sort of brusque in a response in an email. And so I generally make my team reply for me because I don't want to be rude to clients. It's not what I intend to do. I'm just busy and I tend to write. I spent a lot of time in corporate um, where it was all about business, business. And when you run your own business, we have to be much more friendly. So when I wanted to reply to this person saying, my terms and conditions are clear, there are no refunds, blah, blah, blah. I know that if I wrote that, I would sound horrible and rude and that person would probably have had a really negative impression for me. So I took their email, I put it into chat GPT and said, please give a response to this. Bearing in mind, my terms and conditions are clear that there are no refunds. It wrote the most beautiful reply. It sounded like my voice. I was just like, wow, that is magical. I used that reply and it went over so well. And I have to say, um, my beautiful team who write for me all the time. <laughs> um, I don't think they're going to be out of a job because I'll just ask them to use chat GPT because I'm still busy and I still don't want to be reading my emails all the time. So wherever you are writing chat GPT is your new friend. When it comes to blog writing, this is something that um, at the beginning of 2021, I made a deal with myself, I kind of made to set myself a goal that I was going to write a blog every month. I wrote two and then abandoned ship because I didn't have time. So with writing blogs in ChatGPT, it is going to change things for you. But it's really, really important that you review the blogs, A, so it sounds like you, and B, for fact checking, because we don't want to share information that is inaccurate, that is bad for our business reputation. So 
I would say if it takes you about two hours to write a blog normally, ChatGPT is going to take you about 30 minutes. It's a massive time saving because it means you could go from writing one blog a month to one blog a week. Again, blogs still, a lot of people use blogs for SEO. And as I talked about, that is a shifting sand, but blogs are still excellent for credibility. Um, they demonstrate your expertise. They demonstrate to your audience, I understand this topic. And that's what we want to do. So great for blog writing. When it comes to content writing, like social media content, um, I find, and I've used it extensively, when I am going through things like a launch in my business, there are only so many ways you can say, come and join. Here's all the practical details. So I, what I have done is written the first post myself. So it has my Sarah tone, Sarah's voice, Sarah's language. And I've put that post into chat GPT and said, please write me three more posts using this content. And I've used it for my last two launches in my business. And I said to the ladies in my mastermind, have a look at my current launch, have a look at the posts, see if you can spot which one I wrote and which one ChatGPT wrote. And it, even I struggled to know which one I wrote and which one ChatGPT wrote. So my thoughts are the best results you can get from ChatGPT is put copy in that you have written and ask it to rewrite it for you because then it can see your tone, your voice, your language, all of those things that are very specific to you. Um, you can give it lots of prompts and um, in my Facebook feed, I, sell, I see people selling prompts on how to get the most from ChatGPT. Um, so you can use different prompts and say, turn this into a podcast, turn this into a blah, turn this into that. So there's lots of ways in which you can create ideas from a piece of content. But my comment would be to you, wherever you are writing, and you have copy, you can use ChatGPT to help you. So you can ask it to review um, like a sales page and say, give me feedback on this sales page. How can it be improved? And um, I've, I've put a sales page in and said, tell me who you think this is for and how it will help them. <laughs> because if it gets it, it's obvious what I'm trying to do. So it can actually be like that second set of eyes in your business to say, does this make sense? Um, if you were to read this, what do you think I'm saying? If you were to read this, what do you think I'm selling? If you were to read this, who do you think it's for? Um, so you can put links to your website. You can put links um, to different pages on the web and say, give me a review of this. It's incredibly useful. Um, I am mindful. I don't want to talk and talk because um, I love, I have to say, I'm obsessed with chat GPT. I'm using it so much in my business. Um, the one thing I haven't used it for yet, and that's because I'm way too shoot from the hip, is I haven't used it to help me with my podcast. So um, it will help me, if you want to, it will help you write an outline for a podcast from the introduction, like say this, here's the body, here's the points you want to hit, here's the conclusion. And I've used this in classes because I teach people how to use ChatGPT. I've used it in classes and it's super effective. But um, I... And I'm, I'm hope that none of you are horrified by this. I absolutely wing it in my podcasts. I start with a topic like today. I knew I wanted to talk about chat GPT. I do teach chat GPT content planning, so I'm across it. Um, but I kind of just have it in my mind where I want to go. The only time I ever use any prompts are when I'm quoting statistics because those are important that they're accurate. I can't just make those up. Um, but other than that, I really just um, freestyle my podcast. I don't have notes. I once once listened to someone who said she writes her podcast out in a Word document and reads it word for word. And I was like, wow, that would mean I never did a single podcast because I don't have the bandwidth to do that. Um, but to be fair, I train, I'm a trainer for a living. I stand in front of people and speak most days. 
And when I'm not speaking in front of people, I'm coaching in front of people on a screen. So yeah, I'm definitely very confident to do that, but it's not something I've considered, but it is definitely something you could consider. There are so many applications for it. My comment to you would be, if you are sitting there thinking, I'm stuck and I don't know what to say, or I'm stuck, I don't know what to do, um, put it into ChatGPT and say, can you help me? I don't know what to do with this and see what it comes back with. I have a class that I run online and in person here in Perth, and it's called AI Adventures, um, Creating Content with ChatGPT. Isn't that the best name? I put it into ChatGPT. This is what the workshop's going to be. Give it a fun, cool name. And it came up with those AI adventures. And I was like, wow, I'm pretty creative. I've worked in marketing a long time. I don't think I could have come up with that. So it is exciting and cool and super fun. I would suggest you sign up for a free account with ChatGPT. Have a play with it. And remember, it is a learning AI. So it learns how you ask questions. So like when you're putting in a prompt saying, give me a podcast outline, give me a podcast outline that's 20 minutes. Um, make it more friendly. Make it less formal. Include this research article. You can keep prompting it and it will keep writing content for you and improving and modifying as it is going. What I will say to you is this. If you do not embrace using AI and chat GPT, your competitors are going to, and you are going to see them creating more content, putting out more blogs, putting out better newsletters, crafting more content, and you're going to get left behind because we simply don't have that same capacity. Okay. So um, have a go at it, have a play and have some fun. Um, like I said, there are lots of prompts out there that you can try. Um, I think you can ask it, tell me how I would ask a better question and it will tell you. So you don't necessarily need to be paying for any of those things. Um, I will just say, I think that you are missing a trick if you're not using it. You're going to love it and find it incredibly useful for you and your business. So every time you're writing something, ask yourself, could ChatGPT help me write this better? I hope you have enjoyed today's episode. Sorry, I've gone a bit longer than normal, but I had lots to talk about. As you know, I'm getting very excited about these topics that I'm passionate about. Thank you for tuning again to another episode of The Social Circus. I do just want to finish up by saying to you all, thank you so much for listening to my podcast. Um, here in Australia, my podcast peaked a couple of weeks ago at number two um, for marketing podcasts in Australia. I was actually on holidays at the time and I had a little wee cry about it because I um, peaked above Amy Porterfield and everyone knows she is the OG of digital marketing and she's a huge name in my industry. Um, I also was really thrilled that I was the only Australian content creator that was in the top 10 of Australian podcasts. And I was like, that's cool. But also, can we please support more Australians if you're in Australia? Um, if you're listening to me overseas, and I know you are because I also um, rank really highly, um, I ranked in New Zealand, Canada and Spain. So if you're listening in one of those countries, thank you for supporting my podcast. And remember that if you have loved my podcast and found this useful, why not share it with a friend and let them know or feel free to share this episode if you saw it on social media. I am very excited and passionate about what I do, and I believe my podcast gives lots of value to you as my audience. Um, I'm always open to ideas. So if you have some, feel free to send me an email or a message through my website and let me know, hey, Sarah, could you talk about this topic? I don't understand it. I would love to be of service to you. So thank you again. I am super appreciative that you tune into my podcast um, and I look forward to catching you the same time next week on The Social Circus. See you later. 
Thanks so much for tuning in to The Social Circus. As your host, Sarah Thompson, I am thrilled that you've chosen to spend your time hanging out with me. I would be so grateful if you could spare an extra moment to go and leave me a review on your favorite podcasting platform. And if you even felt more excited, you could share my podcast with your friends who you think would get great value from it. Thanks so much again for tuning in.